Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Friday, 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 Friday. You know what today is? It is Mukbang Friday. Stop with the Mukbang. I think there's something. <laughs> I think there's something dirty about it. But we can do a Mukbang moment first. There it is. Mukbang, Mukbang, Mukbang moment, Mukbang moment. I don't even know what it means. But I think I'm, people are calling me going, dude, what are you doing? You're talking about the mukbang. And I'm like, I know. I got a, I just got a call. I was talking to you know, one of my, one of my uh, big advertisers is a company called Front of House, right? And they have the most beautiful dishware and the most beautiful cookware, everything, right, for the front of house. They also have other stuff for back of house, but they only pay me to talk about front of house. Do you know what I'm saying, Jennifer? Yep. I have, so the lady Jessica, who I've been working with for so many years, has COVID. She's in she's in Miami, and and I'm like, where's she been? She sent me an email. Said, Sorry, I've been for the last month. Is that scary? Right? No, it is scary. That's why. Hear about all the restaurants. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, why didn't? And by the way, when 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 my art director passed away in February, Gary, we're still not sure if he really passed away because he may be watching right now. We don't know. He may have just had enough. But that front of the house sent me a beautiful arrangement, and they were working with Gary, and they were wonderful. So Jessica would tell me she was sick. I'm like, give me your address. She gave me her address. I went on DoorDash. Are you familiar with DoorDash? Yeah. Different from Ring and Dash, where you would ring the doorbell, and then you would dash, right? Or you, for what you would do, is put a poopy in a, ba- in, a in a bag and set it on fire, ring the doorbell, and run. There, and then you stomp on it. But That's actually, I created an app for that called the Flaming Bag of Poo app. Okay, that's disgusting. But from a virtual flaming bag of poo. Here's more. Here, I like what you're saying, and I want to take it one further. I think we should do a tequila and call it the flaming bag of poo tequila. <laughs> it might be good. And instead of having a little worm, have a little Tootsie Roll inside of it. Too far. Too far. So I sent her, I went on DoorDash, and I was looking in her area. Listen, we're going to send her prayers and uh, wishes for sweet she's, she's fine. She's fine. Stop with the prayers, okay? You're very esoteric. Get off of that for a minute, okay? Our, oh. guest, our guest is waiting. He's busy. He's got crops to end with. Let me just finish my story. So I looked in, in Fort Lauderdale warehouses, and I found a cookie company that makes cookies this big and this thick. I sent her a dozen of them. Now, she says she can't eat nuts and dairy. So I said, no nuts or dairy. And they said, well, we put butter in our cookies. Is that okay? Is dairy mean no butter in your cookies? Or does she mean like, you know, cheese and milk? Yeah, no, she means no dairy. Well, I don't know what that means, but she don't know. You got to go coconut oil or something. I I didn't get in all that. Hopefully she can eat the cookies. I mean, I hope she can. I'm sure she'll love it. I sent her a dozen. She can share it with her friends, right? I was going to get her Cremonti Brothers sandwich out of Fort Lauderdale. They have them down there. 
So I was going to get her a big corned beef sandwich stuffed with French fries. But they went to You know what you should send her? It's too late. I've already sent them. Thank you for your quite well soon box of vegetables from the chef's garden. I don't know that that would come quick enough. And I don't want her to work. I don't want her to have to create like we're doing. And by the way, you just ruined our entire opener for our new our guest today. Why? Because this is an unboxing. It's a surprise unboxing. Yeah, but I have no idea what's in the box. Oh, I don't know if that's true, Jen, Jen, Juju. Look at this. I do want to say, well, what, uh, it's beautiful. I want to let me let me get you bigger. I gotta figure out how to tilt this to the camera with that. See it. We see it fine. We, Jennifer, back away, back away from the camera. <laughs> I just told you back away from the camera. Look what I gotta bring on the guest because I need some help. I need some support. <laughs> Farmer Lee Jones, from Chef's Garden. Lee, Good I asked her. I told her step away from the camera. She backs and knocks something. Do you see what just happened? I saw what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and then, she, and then she giggles. She doesn't right. listen very well, does she? She does not listen at all. You and I were having this discussion earlier about this. We talked a lot about Jennifer, and uh, what can I say? Yeah, that's all I can say right there. Jennifer, <laughs> let me introduce you to Farmer Lee Jones, who happens to be someone you talk about on every show. And I tell you, can you please stop talking about him? So now we're going to go with an unboxing. I'm going to. Fade away to glory in all my glory. You guys are going to chit chat. If you need me, I'm here listening. And I'm going to, Jennifer, I'm actually for the audience. I'm going to be here to make sure you don't talk too much. And you'll know when you do when I pop on. I want to, I want to get your opinion then, Michael. What? You can barely see me over this box because this is such a big, beautiful, mysterious box from the Chef's Garden Incorporated today. We are going to do the mystery unboxing of the Chef's Garden box that we were sent. It literally was shipped overnight. We have not opened it. We have not touched it. I have no idea what's inside, but I'm telling you what, it's going to be delicious, and it's going to make you wish that you had these veggies too. But it may just sound like a box of veggies is a box of veggies, but because where we are, in the world of the pandemic, our brilliant adaptive friends at the Chef's Garden have really put all of their brilliant thinking, planning, delighting powers behind coming up with boxes of different sorts. So I legitimately do not have any idea what's in this to tell us what he shipped us to have the fun we were trying to have a couple of weeks ago. The one and only my very dear friend, Farmer Lee Jones, welcome back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Listen, thank you for this. And I should say that the box has this beautiful sticker on the top that says bow tie service. And as everyone can see in the frame, you're wearing a bow tie. Before we even get started, talk about the bow tie. How did that come about? Because it's a real signature for Chef's Garden. Well, um, one of the few books I read in high school was The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. And it really uh, resonated with me. And uh, there's, of course, it's during the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. Many families are displaced. A lot of farms are displaced. The, the businesses are foreclosed on. The farms are foreclosed on. And actually, if you are a Netflix person, you can still get an old black and white. Um, it's old. John, um, oh, heck, I can't think of his name now. Um, 
John a very Hughes. no, very famous actor. But oh, anyway, uh, Henry, uh, Fonda. Not, Henry Fonda. Yeah, not even close to John. Henry so Fonda is like twenty two. Uh, he, he was one of the main actors in it at 22 years old. Yeah. That's how old the movie is. But um, there's a particular scene in these farm families. There's like three generations on one old pickup truck with all of their belongings on it. And all they're trying to do is find a place to be able to work and earn a living. And there are just thousands of families in the same situation. And there are like large orange groves. Yep, that's him. There it is. And uh, one of her famous sayings in it is, we're the people. But um, they, uh, they, these orange groves and large farms take advantage of these people that are really hungry for work. And so when there's word out that there's work, all of these cars will be driving trucks with three generations and grandma and grandpa in a rocking chair in the back and the dog and the babies. And, and they're going to go to work there. and They'll give them work, but they pay them like a dollar and a half a day. And then if they want to stay in the camp, it's 50 cents a night. If they want a hot meal and a shower, it's another 50 cents. They've worked all day and they almost end up owing at the end of the day. And it's a really sad thing. But there's a scene on a Saturday night. The farmers are tired. They're worn out. Their clothes are worn and torn. But there's a, they have a square dance on a Saturday night. Even though the overalls are worn and torn, they're clean. And they had overalls and white shirts and bow ties on. And despite their plight, they maintained their dignity and they maintained their pride. And they had this square dance. And, of course, we lost our family farm in the late 70s and early 80s. And for every small farm out there, for every farmer that's lost a farm, for anybody that ever dreamed of having a farm, I wear overalls and a white shirt and a red bow tie every single day of my life. There's an old saying on the farm that you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And you know, when you get to a point in life where you're proud of what you do, not proud and boastful, but proud of what you do and you're comfortable in your own skin, used to be my parents would always try and have good tractors, but never invested in very good cars. And if we were late for school and they took us to school, we would always ask them to drop us off a block before school because we were embarrassed of the old cars my parents drove. And um, at some point, you just get over that. And I actually have a registered trademark with the U.S. Attorney General's office. I have 18 pairs of overalls, 18 white shirts, 18 red bow ties. And I, will, I was married in them and I'll be buried in them. It's who I am, and I've been in some of the finest, fanciest restaurants at James Beard Awards, and people are in three-piece tuxedos, and I walk in in a pair of overalls and a um, white shirt and a red bow tie, and I am what I am, and for every, like I say, for every farmer that's lost a farm, for everybody that ever dreamed of having a, a small farm, that's what I try and represent, and I am what I am. Um, yeah, I could never clean up and put a fancy suit on and fit in. And so that's what it represents. And I go to church on Sundays. Of course, I take my hat off, but uh, I go in and God accepts me in uh, those overalls just as well as somebody in a suit. Funerals, I've, uh, I married my son in them. 
I've actually <laughs> been asked to, to conduct several weddings and I was on um, Iron Chef America to be a judge. And uh, they're like, well, now you are going to wear that, those overalls, aren't you? And I said, you know what? If I didn't have them on, they'd probably arrest me because I don't own another pair of pants. If you were to come and look in my closet right now, there's one pair in the dirty clothes and there's 16 pairs hanging in there and they're on a rotation. So that's Jennifer, what it is. I just saw a tear in your eye a little bit. Did I, was, there, was there a tear in your eye? I mean, this is really getting to be an emotional show. It's a powerfully emotional show. I, mean, I, I believe that this might be a James Board Award. What is it, what is it called? James Beard Award. I, 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 don't jinx us. I just believe this show with, with Farmer Lee telling his story and I mean, he's touching the hearts of America. How could you not want to just call him up and buy something? I mean, I get this is like a Jerry Falwell moment, and I'm feeling proud that I could bring. I'm feeling proud that I could bring this to you. Jesus, Lee, bring the show down a little bit. Can we yeah. it? Can we bring it up? I mean, really. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just the, it shows the perseverance and the heart and the soul of the American people, and you know, it's, it's an just, amazing story. It's an amazing. It's I, I know Lee's story. Uh, I've known oh, Lee. So you don't to be here then, Lee. It's an amazing story. She knows Thank the story you. already. She told me. We Thank love you. it. And you know what I like the most about that is is because right now in times we all know there's hard times and everyone. You got to go to your roots and you got. We talk about this every time you're on. We talk about it. you got to go to as much as I joke and make fun of everything. And you know, you and I have our little fun banters behind the scenes that no one knows about. That you're just as bad as me. I'm just saying. You just don't do it in public. Um, we really have to go in there and say, okay, you know, you can do this. Stop. You can do this. Just get your hands dirty again. You did it before. Get up and do it. Right. Don't be defeated, right? Right. You tell the story of your father your, and everybody, and, and we've all been there, right? Like, I have, there have been, I mean, 20 years of Food and Beverage Magazine. Believe me, there are months that have gone by and there was not one advertiser, but I still persevered through. Right. So that means there's no money. That 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 would meant there was no money coming Right, and it would be a good time to give up. But, but why get? But, but why? Because you have it in you to start from zero and round up, right? And you have a you have a different kind of a trade than I do. You at least have a skill. My mouth is known as a skill, right, Jennifer? I'm telling you, there's never a good time to give up. Never give up. And the reason I'm so uh, proud of my friend Farmer Lee Jones is is because I know his story. And for everybody that's lost their restaurant that has already announced that they can't reopen their restaurant, either the uh, restaurant that they owned or that they worked in, our industry is particularly hard hit. And um, in the coming weeks, we're hoping to have some of the legislators who have recently filed um, recovery and, and sort of rescue legislation for the restaurant industry, including Arizona's own uh, Kirsten Cinema, that there is a bipartisan effort right now to try and help everybody. But that's down the road. Today, we are all about the people who have lost. And this is a show about hope, just like a seed, a dry little seed that doesn't look like it's alive, comes alive when you put it in the ground and you water the ground. And you water that dirt and you stare at it and nothing happens and nothing happens. We have to have faith that that little seed is going to poke up through the ground and it's going to sprout and it's going to come to life. But you have to have faith that when you're watering it, this is what's going to happen. Right now, we're planting seeds 
and we're going to water them. And we don't know where in the industry these are going to sprout or how they're going to sprout. But every single person that plants a seed right now, like what Lee and his family have done to persevere, this is a show about hope. And it's also a show about uh, the adaptations that are the most successful adaptations that our industry is cultivating right now. We talked to Dan Simons this week who said, you have to take action. You can't just sit on the sidelines. Farmerly Jones and his family, they did not sit on the sidelines. They took all the food that they originally were going to send to chefs, and they created this amazing program, and that's what we're talking about today. Lee, thank you for sharing your story. May I say something else, Lee? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I got a package from Amazon. It was very bizarre. It was, it was actually a thing of seeds. I didn't know what to do with it. So we, my kids planted the seeds. I don't know if you've heard, if you've looked at the news, but there's seeds coming everywhere. They're coming all over the country for no reason. This is what grew. Maybe you know what this vegetable is. Now, I named, I named it. Now, Lee, I named it Audrey. I didn't know if I should name it, but I named it Audrey. And, I, you know, and it keeps telling me. You know what it says to me, Lee? What's it say? Feed me Seymour. I don't even know what that means, but it keeps saying feed me Seymour. Okay, <laughs> back, back to you, Jen. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. Yep. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, Let's talk about this amazing box program that you've got. It's home delivery from the chef's garden. Let's just remind everybody if this is the first time they're seeing this, who you are and what you guys do at Chef's Garden and where Chef's Garden is. We're right along the shores of Lake Erie in Huron, Ohio. Um, the soil that we're on was all part of the lake bottom about 11,000 years ago. It's some of the richest sandy loam in the world. And our family has been farming for over 50 years. Uh, my dad still works with us and my brother and wife. We have a, over 100 families that work on the farm. And we have been delivering direct to Michelin star restaurants. And any chef anywhere in the United States and beyond that's interested in good quality product direct from our farm. We ship FedEx direct. We, we get an order from a chef. They put the order in uh, with us. We harvest that order. We wash it. We clean it. We pack it. We ship it. As, as everybody knows, COVID hit and the restaurants were shuttered, uh, closed down. Some of them were working to do carry out and some of them are doing that quite successfully. We knew we had to do something. And so it seemed to be a natural pivot to be able to go to folks that, one, were afraid to go to a grocery store. One, uh, secondly, wanted to know that there was somebody conscientious on this end doing a quality job of growing the most nutritious, healthiest, safest product humanly possible. And we've made that available to end users to be able to call and go online and order. And uh, we ship it from our farm directly to individuals on the back porches, on the front porch, wherever FedEx delivers for you in your apartment, your condo, whatever it is. And uh, we're grateful that folks have embraced our small family farm concept and um, are buying the product and getting in. And our goal is always to try and put every bit of value uh, that we can in that box. Over the years, chefs have said when they open that box, they feel the love that was put in on this end. And it's a great compliment to us when we hear a chef say that. And we hope that, you know, when end users, when the consumer buys this product, they feel that same love that we put in. This box that you sent me, I have no idea what's inside of it, um, but this is the kind of box you used to send to chefs. 
It is. And what we've really tried to do, you know, as a farmer, you know, you walk out into the fields before dinner time and you take a look at what looks the best and you pick the very best looking things and that's what you have for dinner. And you really let mother nature dictate what your menu is going to be. I think that it, you know, a lot of times even chefs kind of get it backwards in deciding that they're going to put asparagus on the menu and then they've got to go find it. And it may not even be available or in season at that time. And the next thing you know, you're paying quadruple the price shipping it in from Argentina or somewhere um, who knows where from. If you can really be in tune with Mother Nature and let her dictate to you what you should have on the menu. And we've really tried to mix it up. I mean, honestly, you could put a pot of boiling water on right now, or you could put uh, a pan with some olive oil because it could be stir fry. So, so it so really I, is. You, you know, don't know what you sent. I don't know what you sent. This is truly a mystery uh, unboxing. So hold that thought. I am going to turn the hot water on. We're going to get a, a boil on some water here, and we're going to put a pan on. And I'm going to get it down, and we're going to put a little bit of beautiful olive oil in this. We don't know what it's going to be. Now, boiling water. Why did you say boiling water, Lee? Well, you know, there's a possibility that you could be getting sweet corn in there that's in season right now, or it could be zucchini and yellow squash. Um, it's just whatever happened to look good when we harvested that specific box to put in the box. So, and we're really doing some kind of interest. Let's talk about the program that you've got going. You actually yeah. have curated boxes. We do. So, yeah. so we're, we're partnering with, with folks that, you know, of course we've had relationships with for years. Um, the Barilla folks that do pasta, we've got a box and we're partnering with them. And um, Thomas Keller is working with us and you can actually go to his um, um, internet, his, uh, uh, it's blanking on me right now. What did, what's the social medium? The, Facebook, uh, Instagram. No. Twitter? Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. And he's actually done a video with a recipe that includes uh, Keith Martin's lamb from Elysian Farms and our vegetables. And he, he pairs those. And it's a program called Small Farms Big Hearts. So that's available with the lamb and the vegetable. And of course, uh, the Barilla box, we've got a best of the season box, the tomato box, which is really just featuring all the goodness of all the different varieties of tomatoes right now. Um, there's a summer squash box if you just really want to focus on squash. And our chef, Jamie Simpson, has done some amazing videos on Culinary Vegetable Institute that alludes to how you might be able to prepare some of the things coming in the box. Not that we want to tell folks how to cook, but it may inspire them to see how we're doing it. And then they're going to branch off of that and say, oh, I like that, but here's how I'm going to do it. So it really is kind of fun. We're doing a caviar box. Um, you yes. know, there's, we think about the southwestern cuisine and different cuisines around the region. Um, we're actually featuring some caviars from the Midwest that are coming from Lake Superior. And we've paired those with vegetables. And it's a really, it's kind of a fun box to get at home and do a vegetable and caviar pairing. Yeah. And that's available online well, right now. Caviar box? You didn't tell me that. I've been so patient. It could be. A real pasta box. So that's why we're boiling water. It, it could be. I don't know. I guess right. you're going to have to open it up. 
Right, now, you notice the, the tape on the edges, too? Yeah. Um, we actually can get an additional two to three degrees temperature uh, by putting the tape along the edges and sealing that. And there's years of research on the in, the liner that we use to hold, hold and maintain that as a freshness and the highest quality. So there's a lot of thought that goes behind how we package that. This says that this is a 24-pound box of vegetables. So there's, and there's, you were you telling, by the way, I have to say, I've been very patient. I mean, I'm incredibly, I, I can't believe we haven't, you know, dug into this yet, but. And you know, sorry. this is really a great value box for a family of four, if you've got youngsters. Um, and the beautiful part about this is, is that sometimes when you get something in a grocery store, just going through traditional distribution, the product is 10 days to two weeks old. This product, what? yeah. For real? Yeah, for real. And. You know, this is coming direct from the farm to you. You will not have any waste because you can put it in the fridge and it'll hold 10, week, 10 days to two weeks. And hopefully you're using it, consuming it, and getting another box in right away. But you won't lose any of it. Okay, so we have to say that there is a, uh, when you open the box, there is an insulated um, metallic, which is reusable for anything. If you're doing a picnic, uh, save, save those liners and you reuse that liner over and over again. Gorgeous. Mix of the day flowers. Edible flowers. That's not them. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, you probably wouldn't, if you were at home, wouldn't probably think to order edible flowers, but... I'm even hearing of people putting them in ice cubes. Um, they're good. They go nice in a cocktail. They go great on a salad. Uh, I believe that is that some micro herbs. Yeah, this is mix of the day microgreens. Talk a little bit about how I'm going to use these delicious uh, mix of the day microgreens. I happen to think these are superfoods. I could almost have you send me a giant box just of these. They are, and there actually is a lot of research been done that the nutrient levels, wow. when you harvest at that stage, instead of a full size, you're actually getting about 20 times the nutrient level. So if you have health issues, if you're just trying to stay healthy, health and wellness, eating them, those mixed microgreens is unbelievable for the nutrient and nutrient density levels. Now, one of the things I want to make sure that people see is that you do this for everybody, not just because you were coming on the show today, but you produce a label that said that this was specially harvested for Jennifer English. Talk a little bit about that, because this is a box of what looks like um, what I can only describe as baby vegetables, but it's not just any baby vegetables. It's like baby radishes. Right. Little petite radishes. Uh, there's turnips in there. And the thing that, that's interesting about this, the tops are edible too. And because you're picking those so young, you can cut those, chop those, and put those right in your salad. It's 100% usable. All of that is consumable. Yeah, the flavor of the radish tops is amazing. Exactly. And, and we should say there's some baby carrots underneath here as well. Yep, that's a petite mixed root crop that has... On something, on something like this, do these even need to be cooked? These Absolutely not. Anytime you can consume any of the fruits and vegetables uncooked, you're going to get a higher nutrient level. No, put those out. Have those as your munchies when you're walking by and you can munch on those and you're going to feel so much more satiated. Uh, you eat the sugar, you're going to get that little high for about 20 minutes yeah. and then you're going to dip. 
where these, it'll satiate you and you're not going to get the dip. Now, I don't see any pasta in this box. So I'm going to guess this is not, we can, we can cross off this is not the Barilla box because I don't see a pasta. But I do I, see these vegetables and honestly, these are so crunchy. I could do, where's Michael? Michael, you want to know what I want to do? What if we did? Oh, I know what you want to do. Baby vegetable mukbang. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Come closer. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Oh my god. Hang on. I will. Because they're so delicious. They're like. So this will be our mukbang moment. Mukbang moment. Mukbang moment. Mukbang moment. Mukbang. Shows you what I love. Leah's like, what is going on? Over there? <laughs> Come closer. Take go to the right a little bit. We can't see you. Why are you laughing like a witch? Come on. <laughs> I got more vegetables to open up. Oh my gosh. Mix of the day tomatoes. And don't refrigerate them. <laughs> Leave them out. Keep them at room temperature. Put them in a bowl. Walk oh. by. You want a little snack? Those are like eating candy. I mean, they're absolutely incredible flavors. Those are just, oh. I mean, look at the Michael. Eat one, eat one, eat one. Yes. Wouldn't Jet love these? Mm. Oh my gosh, so good. Lee, these look like tomatoes I know, but they don't taste like tomatoes I know. What's the difference? Well, heirloom varieties. Um, we're actually doing some research and, and some work with a seed breeder out in, in California. Small guy that... Um, is really kind of working against the grain, but he's taking heirloom varieties, crossing those with hybrids. So they have the disease resistance um, of a of a good, you know, <laughs> uh, disease-free tomato, yeah. but it's not a GMO. And so you're getting the best of both worlds. Um, that, my guess is a box of mixed baby lettuces. Mixed there would be red oak, lalabrasso. Yep. Yeah. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Lalaraso, green oak, red oak, green romaine, baby romaine, tango. Just a really nice mix of whole head baby lettuces. They will last literally two weeks. Yeah. 100% usable. The only thing that you won't be able to eat is that butt right at the end. You cut that butt off and you can actually mix those, you know, and you've got your salad. There's no waste whatsoever to those. Lee, what kind of... Um, That's a Rouge de Hiver. It's an old French variety of red romaine. It's so beautiful. And that's just a beautiful baby version of it. And then this looks to me like the kind of green lettuce I always want to find and never can. Right. It's a green oak variety. Um, you'll get the tenderness of a bib or a butter lettuce, but yet you get more flavor. Lee, is it um, true what they say that real men eat lettuce? I think it's true. Yes. Real, look at the difference between this lettuce, Jennifer, and your delicious, delicious, delicious lettuce. I'm telling you, this is spectacular. Lee, which one is this? This beautiful ruby-ish. That is uh that's an Italian variety of Lola Rosso. L-O-L-L-O-R-O-S-S-O. -S 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 really? Firm texture, crunch, really? bite, flavor. You don't need a, you don't need a thousand island on that. No. You know, you know they they develop those heavy heavy dressings for like iceberg lettuce and lettuces yeah. 
hydroponic lab, so it doesn't have any flavor. A light vinaigrette. What would you do with that, Jennifer? What kind of a? Well, we're going to do that in a minute. I didn't know what we were going to have today. So, but now look at this. I mean, to me, this is just a beautiful. It almost looks like it has a leaf, like almost a. On the edge, it, it almost looks like an escarole leaf. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's not. It's it's another one of our lettuces. We're going to make a beautiful salad with that. And that's literally the tip of the iceberg. I'm sorry to say I had to use that pun. There's nope. probably another four or five varieties of lettuce in this. All baby lettuces. Each one a beautiful salad. I've made BLT sandwiches with your lettuces, and they're spectacular. They're just so delicious. Moving on to the next, uh, the mix of the day, beans or peas? Yeah, there's there's uh, bush blue lake beans, yellow wax beans. I think that there's some Romano beans. If you see any flat beans in there, that would be a Romano. And they're hand-picked. If you, the way that you can tell the difference between a hand-picked and a machine-picked, on the ends, there won't be a little stem on a machine-picked. And uh, these, you can actually see still the stem on there. Those are hand-picked to order. It's Bush Blue Lake Bean. Those are just absolutely, there's oh, flavor there. So sweet. Yes. See, now there's the Romano. Yep. That's a Romano bean. You could let those go more mature, and you could harvest the bean out of it. We're picking them as a fresh summer bean, and, of course, the yellow wax beans. I would like those, you know, cooked with a little bacon. And uh, boom, or a little ham. And honestly, these don't need any cooking whatsoever. However, yeah. if I had to cook them, I would absolutely throw them in my uh, my broiler for about three to four minutes. Olive right. oil, salt, pepper. Just treat them like they were almost the garden French fries. <laughs> yeah, just a quick roast. It'd be delicious. But it's they're almost too good for that. All right. Hey, what's this? These look like little balls. Uh, I'm going to have to see them out of the plastic. Well. I think I know what it is. Are there little stems sticking off the top? Kind of. Mm -hmm. It's That's, not something I cook with regularly. It's that not is, I know particularly. That is the most underrated vegetable in America. And it is also Wolfgang Puck's favorite vegetable. I have seen him when he has come and visited us on the farm. I've seen him eat those just like an apple. That is a kohlrabi. A oh, I've <laughs> only seen them in a humongous size. I've never seen them like this. Much more tender when you pick them a little younger size. You can cut that just like a cucumber, treat it like a cucumber, put it in your salad, cut those and just munch them, cut them and put them, make a little vinaigrette like you would a cucumber. Yes. They're amazing. Uh, we cut them and put them right on the salad raw. I'm going to do this that. I'm, I'm literally going to cut this like it was a little apple. We do it's, them. Uh, it's got a white flesh. You know what, uh, Lee, you know what it almost looks like to me? What's that? Uh, if you had a stalk of broccoli. Yeah. And uh, you um, dissect sliced and it had green on the outside, white on the inside. It almost looks like one of the rounds of the base of the broccoli. The Europeans. Uh, settlers know this product so well and when we are at farmers markets you know in the Europe folks that are immigrated here from Europe mm -hmm. they're all over the kohlrabi 
it's an underrated vegetable in America. One of the most underrated in America. It's sweet and it's pungent and hints at both cabbage and radish. I want to tell you, do people make kimchi out of this? Because it's screaming kimchi to me. I'm sure that they do. It is in the cabbage family. It's delicious. It's cruciferous. It's surprisingly satisfying because it balances out its tangy note with the sweetness that I can't even. This I would mean, make a fantastic chip. I would almost thin oh, yeah. like this and just, this is a little crisp. Would be That's delicious. a great idea. Yeah. Now, Jennifer, Jennifer, would that be good like Harry Simon when he made his fantastic Brussels sprouts, right? He would oh, yeah. them, um, mix them with a little bacon, maybe some balsamic glaze. Now, Lee, I don't want you to think I know what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to go on. But Jennifer, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, go to Whoa, you've got a friend here, Jen, named Lila von Nitzingahof. And she has been on our show before. She's fantastic. Well, the weird thing is, she spells girlfriend with a U. And I'm embarrassed that Lee saw that. Lee, I'm going to just take that away. I don't want you to think these are our viewers fucking kids. But look at this. Lee. Yes. This is uh, one of the things that we're famous for. What is yeah. this? I believe that is our Erie County sweet corn. Erie County sweet corn. So when I was a little girl, we would spend time in the summertime visiting family in different parts of the country. And we'd go to New Jersey and the corn would be great. But then we would go, hang on. When we would go to New Jersey, we got great corn. But then we went to New Hampshire. For some reason, that cold climate gave us even sweeter corn. But this... These small, beautiful ears of this corn. Talk a little bit about what makes this special while I peel this back and show everybody what we've got. Well, you know, so you can save those silks. Curtis Duffy of Restaurant Ever actually will make uh, tea with the corn silk. Oh, wow. Um, does he corn, dry them first? Uh, I believe he does, yes. Um, that's a, a butter and sugar variety. It's a variety we've been growing for years. And... Uh, you know, the, the key to it is picking it yeah. fresh and then shocking it in cold water because corn, it's it starts as sugar and it'll turn to starch. And if so you can I can get, put this in cold water, not boiling water. Well, we, no, we already did that. So we we shocked it. So that's one of the processes and it's it one of the keys to already corn. ready to go. Right. Yep. That's begging for boiling water right now, just like a lobster. So that's why you told me to put the boiling water on. Mm-hmm. It's begging for your love. It's begging for your love, Jennifer. Give it the love. Oh, give I'm gonna give it the love. Give it the love it deserves. Summertime is corn time. Lee, would you talk a little bit more while I throw this in the pot? And who makes a great corn? Let me tell you who makes a great corn in his restaurant. A white corn. Tom Colicchio. Do you know that name? Absolutely. Now before Tom Colicchio became famous on television. I would go to his restaurant at the MGM Grande, right? And what a white corn leaf. You know what I'm Have you had that dish that he makes? Yeah, absolutely. It's unbelievable. And that's, uh, and Jennifer, even the old days, the Palm Restaurant, they would do the cream corns, right? So sweet corn. That brings people back, doesn't it, Lee? It, oh. it, it really does. Look at I think we need to zoom in on Jennifer because she may fall or something. In it. So well, but, wait, but wait, there's more. What? What? <laughs> But wait, there's more. Looks like beets. 
beautiful new potatoes. Oh, potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Lee, what's amazing about these little potatoes? Can smell the soil. I can smell what Chef's Garden smells like. Right. It's the oh. earth. It's the pungent, sweet aroma of the of healthy soil. Oh, it is. You. It smells alive. There's just no other way to describe it. And if you go to chefs-garden.com, you can actually go to the home delivery portion of our website and order from a myriad of different boxes. But the beauty of all of these vegetables, we have about 350 acres, which to a novice may sound like a lot, but we're surrounded by farms that are farming three to 5,000 acres. There's wow. some of the summer squash there. And it's a nice array of the patty pan, Peter pan, gold zucchini, zephyr, green zucchini. And every single one of these packages is uh, shipped with a label that says that it was it was harvested and then packaged up just for us. Food safety is so critical to us. So um, labeling, traceability on it. But the beauty of this is all of these vegetables were grown in soil out of the 350 acres. 250 acres of our farm right now is in what we call cover crops. Um, oh, those do look great. Wow. I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're picking those a little younger. You, you know, we're picking them a little younger than traditionally what you would see in a, in a supermarket because in the supermarket, it's all about the yield, the ton per acre. You know, Jennifer, the, Jennifer, let me show you something. I, I, you know, I've been doing the research back here, right? And hang on. We're not done yet. I know, but I need to show you something while you're doing that. It's going to change the light of the entire show right now. Okay? I don't even want to say, is this not the sexiest picture you have ever, ever laid your eyes on? I didn't, I, you know where I found this, Jennifer? You know where I found this picture? No. I Googled my wallet. I Googled my wallet. This picture should be on the walls of every teenage girl in Ohio. That's all I'm saying. Lee, I don't know what it is about you, but you are magnetic. Jennifer, I don't know what to say. I'm well, going back to you. More than that, it's on it's on the walls of everybody who loves what this means. All right, we got one more here. Mix of the day, mixed greens, one pound of greens. And I just, you have to see how absolutely yeah. spectacularly bright, alive, and gorgeous these greens are. There's mizuna, there's red mustard, there's... Is um, that a tatsoi leaf? Pardon me? Is that a tatsoi leaf? I there could be tatsoi, there could be arugula. It's oh my just God. a nice oh, blend. So good. It's just bursting mm. with nutrients and flavor mm. and crunch, mm. body. Mm. Oh my God. This is like giving my spirit mouth to mouth resuscitation. It's like Mother Earth is giving me the revitalization I need. I mean, this is such a great representative of today on the farm. What Mother Nature is giving us. Oh, yeah, that's really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, by the way, is that rhubarb in that in that in that pinup picture? It was, yeah. One of my all-time favorite things, by the way. So when I'm tasting these greens, I'm tasting pepperiness. I'm tasting Lee, sweetness. Lee, she just called it your pinup picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what have I done? Uh, you know, you know what you've done. She's like, by the way, Lee, is that rhubarb in your pinup picture? And you're like, yes, it's rhubarb. And it's my Listen, I want to talk about in a green mix like this, is this a cooking green or is this a salad green? 
Yes. <laughs> both, right? Yeah, both, right. Okay. Right. I mean, I would take that and, you know, I would get a handful of it, bend I, it I, over. I, I would cut it to get it into bite-sized portions yeah. and make a salad with that, put a good hearty vinaigrette up against it. Yeah. And then I would even take some of those raw vegetables and put them on. And I mean, you have so much nutrition and so much health and wellness in that in that box or in that bowl of, of salad greens. It would just be mind blowing. Yeah. But you know, the thing that, you know. Tell me one more thing. Oh, and it's in a brown paper bag too. And usually the reason those are in a brown paper bag, what is that? It's it says mix of the day micro herbs. Okay, sure. Because we don't want the light to expose and start and break them down. And those are more sensitive to the light. But out of the 350 acres, 250 of it is in what we call cover crops. So all of these vegetables are being planted in soil that last year sat fallow. And we do lab analysis on the soil. We find out what it's deficient in. Just like if we go and get blood work drawn and we find that we're high in iron or low in iron or high in calcium. And then based on the deficiency, we plant crop yep. specific. Clover, vetch, buckwheat, rye, barley, sedan grass. And those plants harvest the sun's energy and pull it down through the roots, into the stem, into the soil. And then when we plant all these vegetables to consume, it picks all that back up and it helps build our immune system. There's so much nutrition and nutrient density in these vegetables. These and are not just vegetables. I mean, they're like, when we talk about nutrition, people might think, oh, my daily requirement of vitamins. Nutrition means something so much more than merely the base level that you need to survive. Absolutely. Talk about nutrition and thriving. You know, I mean, if you look at the lack of nutrition, the way that farmers have been measured is by how many tons per acre they produce. It's vegetable commodities products and many vegetables fall into that arena are set up in a situation where they really can't control the price that they get. So their goal is, is to keep their inputs as low as possible and produce as many tons per acre as possible. And we're doing some testing and a lot of the stuff coming off of the grocery store shelves, because it's grown for the highest yield and the most ton per acres, the measurement is really not about the nutrient or nutrient density levels. These are grown for the nutrition and the nutrient density. We did a test, for example, on our carrots the other day. And our carrots, just on beta carotene alone, were testing 300 times higher than the USDA average. Wow. There's a and correlation. to what I'm going to find in my grocery store. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not knocking these farmers. I'm not trying to put them down. They're trying to survive within the model that exists today. Keep costs as low as possible, produce the most tons per acre. We can't compete in that arena. What we're trying to do is to, our goal is to produce the most nutritious, the healthiest vegetable humanly possible that exists. And we're on the right track. Do we have it all figured out? We don't. But it is unbelievable. We actually have a laboratory set up and we have three scientists on staff and we're testing. Everything fundamentally comes back to the health and the wellness of the soil. Healthy soil, healthy vegetables, healthy people. That's really the crux of what we need to do. Right. So, Lee, what I've done is uh, 
we didn't know what you were sending. So we're kind of having to cook on the fly. Great. Love and it. The, the beauty of this box is I really don't need to cook anything. But the corn's in. It's almost ready to come out. I've taken an onion, a medium yellow onion. I've cut it in half. I've thinly sliced it. And now I put it in that little bit of olive oil that you asked us to start with a little while ago. I'm going to just throw a pinch of salt and pepper in here as well. And I'm going to share one of my classic seasonal recipes. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite things to do with a zucchini. I'm going to take some smoked paprika, and I'm going to load it up with my onions. And after she cooks, we're going to have another mukbang moment. Vegetables mukbang. Jennifer, vegetables mukbang. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm going to tell you that what I'm She's I've not paying attention, Lee. She's not looking up. I, I saw a vegetable look fun, but what he's got is not as beautiful as what I've got. No, of course not, Jennifer. Everybody knows what you've got is more beautiful. Um, how many different varieties of zucchini are there? There are hundreds. And so hundreds what if I skin actually looks very smooth and green. It doesn't look like that mottled green skin that maybe an Italian zucchini might have or an Italian or a Mexican style zucchini. Uh, what what varieties are, are you growing and sending right now? What could this be? Oh, I would never give that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, part of it part of it is in the variety, Jennifer, but part of it is just in the health of the soil. There's a difference between a healthy vegetable, how a healthy vegetable looks, and an unhealthy vegetable. It's just like the complexion. If our if we're unhealthy, our complexion isn't good. And the complexion of these is healthy because the soil is healthy. We actually even sort the seeds. When we get the seeds in, we actually have um, a gravity sorting machine. And we'll put those seeds through that and sort the seeds out. We have found a correlation. If you can imagine carrot seeds in a five pound bag, there can be 350 to 400,000 seeds in a five pound bag. Look wow. at that, beautiful. I mean, you don't have to cook this. You don't have to cook that. And honestly, if you don't know what a zucchini is supposed to taste like, one of the great advantages of getting a box like this, especially if you've got kids, kids don't like what they don't like because oftentimes we'll give them an example of something and it's not the best example in the world of what it is. Right, right. If somebody gives you a lousy turkey sandwich, you're going to say, I don't like turkey sandwich. Absolutely. I'm going to give you bitter greens or overcooked vegetables. You're going to say, I don't like vegetables. I defy you to introduce a kid of any age all the way up to 99. Introduce somebody to what these vegetables are supposed to taste like and then say, okay, now, do you like it or not? And if you taste this, tell me how do you not like it? If you taste something you've never had before, like the kohlrabi, how do you not... Say, oh wow, what is I like that. I really do. Cut those up into bite-sized, finger-sized portions and put a plate of them out for, for them to run by the kitchen table and grab a snack and grab one of those cherry tomatoes, grab a piece of kohlrabi, grab a zucchini, grab one of those radishes. They're satiated, they're not gonna get the highs and lows. It's gonna it's gonna give them nutrients that they need to build their immune systems. You get that plate out and put it in front of them and they'll eat them. Put those green beans out raw even. Yeah. 
So one of the things I have to tell you is now that that smoked paprika is on, as the onions are melting just a little bit and the smoke and the smoked paprika is releasing, all of a sudden you're getting a depth in this dish that suggests like you were cooking it a little bit longer time than you are. We're going to leave those in for a very short amount of time. But even more importantly, we've got to go now to the star of the show. Because one of the things we were super excited about is you, you hinted that we might have some pasta or we might have something else we needed the boiling water for. And if you thought the color of this corn was beautiful before, I've got to bring this over because this is utterly and absolutely spectacularly summer on a stick. Look at this. I don't even know if the camera's doing it justice. This is so much bolder and brighter and golder than you can possibly imagine. This is the kind of corn that doesn't need butter, salt, pepper. It doesn't need anything. This is amazing. Jennifer, do you taste that for us? It's just hot. Play it. Yeah, that's why, Lee. That's the fun. It's television. It's really hot. So <laughs> like, like most cooks, I could actually touch this with my hands because my hands are made of asbestos. My mouth is not. Now, but like I'm, all cooks, I'm impatient and I'm greedy when it comes to these kinds of flavors. Wow, that's sweet. This tastes like the corn of my childhood. Lee, thank you. This is amazing. Uh, be careful what you say around it. <laughs> you know, that corn's got ears. The corn's got ears. Uh, now, I know it doesn't need, and my wife says this all the time, too, it doesn't need the butter, and she won't even put butter on. But I get a stick of butter, and I take it with both ends and spin it on that stick of butter. You want me to do that? I can do that for you. Okay. And a little, little bit of cracked salt. And it's nothing to sit down and eat six years of that. You don't need the protein in the peak of the summer. No. There no. you go. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, that looks like good butter, too. This is organic, clean, fresh. That looks like the proper butter for that what corn. You're, what you're telling me is you just want me to rotate this corn like this? Yep, spin it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit of cracked salt now. Mm -hmm. And it'll cool enough that maybe you can actually taste it. There you go. Well, we'll be back in about five minutes when you're done with the corn. <laughs> yep. I need more time than that. Wow. Wowie, wowie, wowie. I've even tried garlic salt on it. I like the garlic salt on it. It's Friend, boy, this is so delicious. Why is this so good? I mean, I just put it in lightly salted boiling water for about four minutes. You just saw. It's just transformative. How there, is this so good? There's so many reasons. I mean, one, it's getting the balance of the soil in the right condition. This soil is some of the richest soil in the world. Bridal selection, harvesting it at the right stage, shocking it and getting it cold as soon as it's harvested so you capture the sweetness. A lot of corn will turn to starch before it ever gets to the consumer. It's just handling it right from start to finish. And that's the same that can be said for every one of these vegetables. Meanwhile, I just want to give you a quick peek. I'm going to probably let this go another minute or two. I've got it on relatively low. I'd usually, if I were cooking, cooking, I'd, I'd do it up a little bit higher. But you can see this is really coming together nicely. 
You had said, what are we going to do? I'm going to take some of these beautiful greens. We've actually got a nice uh, video on right now on uh, on the Chef's Garden and the Culinary Vegetable Institute on uh, summer succotash with the corn and the oh, summer squash. That sounds really good. Yeah. So, now, Lee, I, you peel the exterior part of this kohlrabi off or do you just leave it on? I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we, we do as um, Americans is we peel a carrot, we peel a beet, we, you know, we peel a potato that there's um, we, we tend to throw away the most nutritious part of a vegetable in many cases. Uh, leave that skin on and consume it unless it's really tough. Um, it's just that's where the nutrition is, is in the skin. And what you're telling people to do during this period of time, and we're going to do that right now, is we're going to get our colander. Get my old-fashioned colander out. We're going to rinse these greens just really quickly. And so, you know, these make a great gift. Uh, if, you know, you, you don't know what to send that person that's really hard to buy for, you can ship this box as a gift to somebody. And it really says you care about their health, their well-being. Um, and it's, a, it's just a, one of those really, and it's supporting a good cause right now. Small farms across America really need consumers to embrace them. And, you know, whether it's a farmer's market, whether it's us, um, support those farmer's markets and, and farmers all across America. And, you know, it's a direct connection with where the source is being grown. And um, we're, we're seeing uh, people using them as gifts, but we're also seeing even church organizations, corporations that want to, you know, it's been a difficult time to keep the relationships alive with employees, but as well with customers. So we have had uh, folks that have sent 300 boxes to their top customers um, or to their employees as a little box. And we'll even have uh, Chef Jamie Simpson uh, from the Culinary Vegetable Institute, which is part of the farm, do a, an opening with them and show them a recipe they might work with with the box that they receive. So there's all kinds of fun things that we can do with these boxes that we're shipping out to groups and organizations. Yeah. So I've literally just rinsed the lettuce and the greens. I'm using a couple varieties and I've got my baby whisk. I've got two kinds of uh, vinegar that I've added. We returning to our friend, John Boyajin. He's made this beautiful extra virgin olive oil with a slight lemon flavor. I'm going to tell you right now, these vegetables don't need anything, but you want to push it up into the truly irresistible. I'm sorry, they're already there. But what we've got going here is even more incredible than that. Little salt, tiny bit of pepper. I love pepper. Hence the name Mrs. Spices. And again, Lee, one of my tips is you've taken such care in harvesting these vegetables, you've taken such care in packing them and shipping them that, that I don't want to make them work really tight in a bowl. So what I like to do is I get these giant work bowls. Right. So I'm making this small amount of salad or what looks like a small amount of salad. This is probably enough for dinner for two or three people. And what I'm going to offer here is that 
the salad is going to be much happier being tossed in this. And I just had to add a little bit of the kohlrabi. And I'm going to finish it off with a couple of these gorgeous little radishes. And I have to show you because these are so beautiful. You know, you know, while she's cooking, I, I noticed that she's dressed like Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. What? <laughs> you know, the French breakfast radish is the elongated red one with the white tip. And uh, you've got that butter there. And it makes me think about, you know, the French called them the French breakfast radish because they were so mild that they could be eaten at breakfast. But you take that French breakfast radish and just get a little little dab of butter and a little bit of cracked salt and eat those. And they're just incredible like that. Yeah. That's why they call it the French breakfast radish. Well, what I'm doing is I am taking this gorgeous salad that we've got here. I mean, it's a perfect summer salad. Yeah, no, it totally is, all on its own. But me, I'm gonna push it right over the edge. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in yes. the business, Michael Pulitz has written a must-read. The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Good Restaurant Success. Pick up better. your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books a Million, or wherever fine books are sold. So, you know, you go to a restaurant or a club and you order a chef's salad and it'll come with a hard-boiled egg and all these other things. Well, Lee, I'm going to... As a tribute, I'm going to give you what I'm calling now my summer chef salad, which is from the chef's garden, adorned with the gorgeous little radishes like polka dots around the plate, wow. a mix of the greens, lightly dressed with John Boyajian's lemon olive oil, a touch of the maple vinegar, and a kiss of balsamic reduction. But the fresh peaches on the top, to me, just make it say summer. So in lieu of a, a chicken or blue cheese or the kinds of ingredients you might add if you were making a, a regular summer salad. But imagine if you took some of the components of some of your other favorite salad, like a niçoise, just add the beans. To me, if that's not a gorgeous, when it's too hot to cook, and it's going to be literally 113 degrees here today, wow. when it's too hot to cook and too hot to eat, this is what you want. Absolutely. And that's that's eighteen ninety five in a restaurant, you know. And you're doing that at home, and you've got something just so healthy, so crunchy, so flavorful. It looks and, beautiful. And, I want to eat that. that. When you said 1895, Jennifer, I thought that he was talking about the year. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you couldn't have eaten better than this in 1895 before GMO and before everything else. And, gee, I got to say, Lee, tell everybody that none of the things that you produce have any relationship to any of those kinds of crazy GMO things. We Talk don't know all this is. I mean, GMO, you know, the really, really deep answer is genetic modification actually has a place. We don't believe it has a place in our farm, um, and we don't believe in the use of them. Genetic modification is being used to reduce costs. Pharmaceutical companies, chemical companies are selling genetically modified seeds to companies because they can then spray chemicals on yeah. to eradicate the weeds. The weeds compete for the moisture, uh, for the sunlight, for the space. And so 
farmers don't want the weeds in the field because it competes with what they're trying to grow. But the old way, when you would hear about a farmer cultivating their fields, what that was was going through after the crop was planted, the crop had come up, and the weeds were in between the rows. And you would take a tractor with shovels on it, somewhat similar to like a hoe that you might use in your garden, but the hoe, hoe um, attachments are attached to the tractor, and you would drive down through the field and mechanically eradicate the weeds, which was fine. You eradicated them mechanically. But now that adds cost because every time through the field is another cost to the farmer. Remember, the farmer can't control the price of the, the product because it's a commodity product, um, specifically in corn, wheat, beans, soybeans, things like that. So anything they can do to, re to reduce the cost. So, oh, that looks really delicious. Now, what all do you have in there? This is the zucchini. Okay. With the onion, smoked paprika. I finish it with the fresh, sweet little tomato. And I actually melt some cheddar cheese into this. Wow. And it's kind of like a riff on a traditional calabacitas, which is a squash dish that you would serve with tomatoes and corn and cheese in the Southwestern dialect. But I've deconstructed it a bit. And I've made it just really clean. That's brilliant. Let the tomato be fresh. And the cheese just melts in. That creaminess really amalgamates not only that smoky paprika flavor and the sweetness from the onion and the impossible green vegetable notes of this. This is what a zucchini is supposed to taste like. It's so delicious. Oh. I think Super I know what you're having for dinner tonight. This is my dinner. This is your dinner. Yes. Might save the corn for your dessert. Oh, I'm taking the corn and we're going to have a private moment. <laughs> you could take the corn and cut it off the cob and add it to this mixture. Absolutely. Yes. It's all incredibly fresh and delicious. We didn't even get to the baby radishes. I only garnished a plate with them. You were talking about the French breakfast radish. We, and you create these boxes. I just want to make it really clear. I don't, I don't say just send me whatever. I mean, it's not a mystery to anybody that's ordering a box what they're getting. You actually know what you're getting. We just didn't know what you had sent us because we wanted to have the surprise of it. Right. But it's right. not that you send a surprise. You send right. people what they order and ask for. Would you talk a little bit about the different kinds of boxes you're actually offering in the home delivery right now? You know, what we're really trying to do is create experiences. Um, folks are cooking at home, and I think it's wonderful. Uh, but, you know, we've been cooking at home now for what? Going on five four months, months, four months. And so what we're really trying to do is put all the health, all the nutrients, all the love that we grow on the farm for the chefs into these boxes. But we're trying to create experiences. That why, that's why we've offered the caviar and the vegetable pairing. It's fun. It's interesting. You get to learn something. You're supporting a good cause and supporting the family farm. Um, the lamb and the vegetable pairing that Thomas Keller is doing with small farms, big hearts. That's one of the offerings. So there's, if you go online to chefs-garden.com, um, you can actually pick from different offerings that are available. And we're coming up with different ones and with different chefs curating them all the time. Um, doing a great one with the Barilla Pasta Company right now. So just really kind of having some fun with really good, clean, crisp, quality ingredients that are going to have some healthy boxes too. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause it's almost like a prescription for health. 
it, it is. And of course, by law, we can't really say if you eat this, this is going to lower your blood pressure. If you do this, it's good for diabetes. If you if you eat these vegetables, but there's tons of research and we have a lot of the white paper to support that uh, on the website. But the reality is, is that, you know, we hooked up with a, a doctor, Dr. Bob, uh, locally, and he is very much into health and fitness. And so are his clients. He's actually a chiropractor, chiropractor by nature, but really focused on immunity boosting box, uh, juicing boxes, different boxes that are going to help with your, whatever your issues are. And there's a lot of research been done that that's not anything that we did, but there's white paper that supports eating different blends and different combinations of vegetables and, and fruits and garlic and things like that, cruciferous, that will help different problems you have. Way cheaper to pay the farmer than it is to pay the doctor. Right. This okay. is the way to go. It really is. You can lower the cholesterol. You can lower the blood pressure. You can, you can curb the diabetes. There's so MS. I mean, there's so many different ways if we eat honestly, the right diets. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that because you and I are longtime friends, and, and we I'm are grateful for your, you know, your brotherhood and your, and your fellowship and your friendship. But you know that I have multiple sclerosis, and I don't tend to talk about it much, and I don't publicize it very much. But one of the things that really changed the way I think about how diet really does impact our health, not just our spirit and our conviviality around the table. But truthfully, Dr. Terry Walls created the Walls Protocol and said, you know, if you really want to help your body with MS, be the mitochondria, and it will help to heal you from the conditions that are the deteriorating, degenerative kinds of things that, that MS does. And, and it won't, it's not, it's not going to cure you, but it's sure going to help you, and it, it does help. And so they're literally at the Walls Protocol. You can, you can see you've got to eat lots of greens, and when Dr. Walls travels, she travels around with cabbage. Well, I'll eat as much cabbage as I can. There's certain things that really just help a lot. And if anybody has anything that they do, they can actually go to your site and you've got what's basically available. And you could even put a box together for somebody that said, I need to eat a ton of kale. I need to eat a ton of this and this and this. And I really need to steer away from this, the sugars or this. Right. And, and, and you, you work with people that way. Well, you know, if you think about it, you know, we're a, we're a farm, we're a family farm and we have team members that talk with chefs all day, every day. And a lot of those restaurants are closed. A lot of places that are doing online purchasing, they don't, they set it up so that you can't really talk to a person. It's all set up online. We have an 800 number. You can call 800-289-4644. Call in and talk to a, an expert, a real expert on vegetables and be able to put together um, a curated box of your specific needs. If you want it all cruciferous, we'll put that box together and uh, make a box specifically for you. And and you and I didn't know what was coming today. So, I mean, I, I feel like I've done an injustice to what beautiful things you sent me, but I feel like I'm also on shop. Get 20 minutes, get it done. Um, but you've got Chef Jamie who is creating um, how-to videos and, you know, maybe the thing we should do is have him on and cook with us. Absolutely. That would that be fun. fun. But, but it's surprising when you just go and watch somebody talk you through and, and tell you about these things. Why are these tomatoes so sweet? Why are these vegetables so beautiful? Why are these green beans so sweet? The corn is so sweet. The one message I have and a question to you today is 
why is everything so sweet? I don't think people realize vegetables are actually as sweet as they are. It's, it really comes back to the health of the soil. It's about getting the soil in the proper balance. Um, you can even put fertilizer or you can put compost in. You can put nutrients in the soil. But unless the, the, the soil or the health of the soil is in proper balance, it can't even take those nutrients and make them available. It all really comes back to the health and the balance of the soil. Healthy soil, healthy vegetables, healthy people. We're growing vegetables slowly and gently in full accord with nature. That's our goal is to produce the most nutritious, the healthiest product that is humanly possible to grow. No GMO, no voodoo. This is working in harmony with nature rather than trying to outsmart it. And the reality is it works. And you can see it. Uh, the listeners, the viewers can see it. And you are getting to experience it and, and taste the difference. You can taste it. Anybody can taste it. Lee, the other thing I have to say about all of this, this has been revelatory for me. It's a beautiful expression of what's going on at the chef's garden. And you couldn't have sent me a box of diamonds and emeralds and had me been more excited and feel richer than I do getting these. Thank you so much. Well, it's our life's work. This is not just an accident. COVID didn't... Um put us into the position of growing vegetables. That's what we do. That's That's been our life's work and our life's passion, our life's love. It's just now being made available to the end user. You We're trying to survive this. Well, well, you're our friend, and I want everyone to know, you do not pay us for this kind of publicity. Oh. I would love to be in I, Wait a minute. I do want to be in his pocket, Jennifer. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't afford you. You couldn't afford me, Lee. You couldn't afford me. No, we love you, and um, I'm going to talk to you sidebar. I, I'm doing some keynote speaking with my friends in the industry, and I would like you to be a part of that for a couple of trade shows. Great. Cool trade shows. I, I know you, you, you. we joke around a lot, but some people do take me seriously. Yeah. And it's not because I just wrote the book, but maybe it is because I just wrote the book. Jennifer, awesome. Jennifer, we're 115. We have got to go. You are I, 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 I will not you always have another question. But we are going to have to go. We are going to have to go because I've got a three-year-old. Come and come and say hi, to hey, Jet. What's here. his name? His name is Jet. Come here, baby. Hey, Jess. How you doing, buddy? Come here, buddy. Jenny. Hey, yeah. Lee, before we let you go, I have to point out that these vegetables hey, are the best chefs in the world. Maybe we just didn't know that vegetables could be this good. And one of the great silver lining dividends of this moment in time is that everybody can discover how vegetables are supposed to be. Absolutely. You know, this has been devastating for many of us and all of us. But out of the ashes of something very horrific, there will be good things that happen. We look forward to, to sharing a box uh, of our love uh, on our farm. Hey, how you doing, buddy? He said, hey, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? He said, how you doing? Jet, do you know what this is? You know what this is? Yes. You know what kind of corn? Mm. Corn. Oh, you're teasing the kid. Delicious. He loves corn. Lee, he loves corn. <laughs> and I make it with a little milk and butter in the boiler. I'm not lying. I put milk really? in the Oh, my gosh. That sounds good. And a little Why bit. I don't want them to know. A little bit of sugar. And a little bit of sugar. Doesn't need it. All right. Is that fun? All right, Je Jennifer, I can't hear you. So All right. Let's wrap this up.
Farley Jones, chefs-garden.com. Order a box today. Send it to someone you love, and they will be no mistaking how much you love them. We'd be grateful. We'd love to send you a box. Thank we love you. you. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye-bye. I'm saying, Michael. I can't hear you, Jen, but Jenny says goodbye. Bye-bye. Jenny says bye. bye. Jenny bye. says bye-bye and, and have a good weekend. You want her to have a good weekend, too? Bye-bye. Say have a good weekend. Good weekend. Good weekend. Good weekend.